0: The message you're about to hear is a production of the Word and Sound Ministry of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Throne of Grace Richmond Hills. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you as you listen to the transforming and inspiring Word of God. Father, we worship you. We adore you. We lift your name on high. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, from the beginning of the worship, the presence of God has been here mightily. Just engage him now. Worship him. Let your spirit, soul, and your body converge and worship him. Oh, glory to your name then sings my soul
1: my savior god to thee how great thou
2: art
1: how great how mighty how awesome how merciful how faithful you are! Exalts my soul, my, soul, my, my Savior, Savior God, God to Thee. How, How great Thou art! How
0: Go ahead and worship him in the next one minute. Oh Lord my God, when I awesome wonder
1: consider all the world thy
0: hands have me. I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, I hear the testimonies, I see your greatness, thy power throughout in my life, my family, my church. All around us. That saved
1: my soul. That saved my soul. My Savior God. To thee. How great thou art. How great thou art. Then sings my soul, my My Savior God God to me. How great
2: great Thou
1: art! How great Thou art!
0: Father, we exalt you. We acknowledge you as the King of glory, the King of kings, ancient of days, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the one that knows the end from the beginning. We ascribe unto you all majesty. Great and mighty one, we exalt you. Worthy, worthy, worthy are you, O Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Our eyes are on you. Be glorified. Be magnified. Speak your word to our hearts, into our spirit. Oh Lord, by your anointing, by your word and power, let yokes be destroyed. Let there be healing. Let there be deliverance. Let there be a lifting up. And let your name be glorified. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Can I hear a bigger amen? Please be seated once again thank you pastor Israel my good brother pastor Israel PWG I love that I love that amen so you bear with me I don't know maybe you get a a seat and just because as we go the lord will like I'm already hearing a song in my spirit you are and you know the holy spirit is very sensitive let's take it that gently We worship You, our Lord. You are. I like the voices to come up a little bit. When we're doing anything with God, we do it in unison, in unity. One more time.
1: You are. We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy to be brave. We give you all. We give you all. All the glory all the power. We worship you our Lord. You are worthy to be
0: praised. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We've been talking about the kingdom. The theme for this month is the kingdom of God. I'll just remind us one or two things and then we will press into an area that the Lord has laid upon my heart to discuss. Nothing you don't know already, but we just want to press into it. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Jesus said in Luke chapter 11, verse 2 to 4, Luke chapter 11, 2 to 4, talking to disciples, when you pray, somebody say, when you pray. Let me tell your neighbor emphatically, not if, when you pray. So prayer is an obligation, a responsibility we have in the kingdom. When you pray, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, give us if they are deliberate and forgive us our sins for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us and do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one, praise the Lord hallowed be your name, your kingdom come your will be done the kingdom of God comes to do his will, to enforce his will and we are the enforcers hallelujah so this morning we're talking about more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors because in this journey of enforcing, there will be opposition, there will be resistance from the devil. In this kingdom, we are walking not by flesh, not by sight, but by faith and in the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. And we seek the kingdom first. We don't seek things, those things are added. In the kingdom of God, we don't join the rat race. Like in Nigeria, the young people would talk about running kiti, kiti kata. How many of you know that? Ah, don't bam bam with the big boys. <laughs> you don't need the big boys to, to succeed. You need the big king. The king of glory. The one that forces and rules over the big boys. Hallelujah. So we don't run after things, but things are added. It's like a magnetic field. The more you get closer to the nucleus or the core of the magnetic field, what happens? The stronger the pull. Is that correct? So when you have what it takes, the metallic qualities, for example, and you're getting closer to a magnet, it begins to draw you more. the, The field gets stronger and it begins to attract things. That's how it is. When you press into the kingdom, you begin to attract things. So we should not be running after things. I read somewhere that when you run after God, you will meet gold. But when you run after gold, you will miss God. Hallelujah. So, we've been taught so many things. The kingdom is the domain of a king and the king is the ruler of that domain. But here, we're talking about the kingdom of God. Now, the kingdom of God is not a place like many of us want to think. It is a spiritual system. Jesus Christ explained this in Luke chapter 17. 20 to 21. God bless you media team. I'll be quoting many scriptures just be showing them on the screen for us. Luke 17, 20, 21. It said now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation nor will they say see here or see there. For indeed the kingdom of God is within you. You are a carrier of the kingdom. A carrier of his presence. In the days of the children of Israel, when they were still going from place to place to the promised land, they would carry the ark of God. Any time they went to war carrying the ark, victory was assured. But you are not only carrying the ark, you are the ark. You carry it inside of you. For you are the temple of the living God. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Do hallelujah. Can somebody boast and say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. therefore, I am assured of victory. I am more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. Amen. The kingdom of God is within you. And we enter this kingdom by faith through Christ Jesus. I'm just trying to lay foundations. that will run very, very fast soon. We enter this kingdom by being born again. Jesus said in John chapter 3 verse 3 to Nicodemus, who saw Jesus teaching and said, the way this guy is teaching, there's something about him. And so he went to him at night and said, master, good master. Jesus said, don't call me good. What do you want? He said, you know what? The way you teach, the way you speak, there's something about you that tells us that you are from God. I will not go into that because he said, tell us. Which means that there has been some discussions about him. (laughs) Is that not correct? He said, we know. One person cannot be saying we. So there have been some discussions among the Pharisees. Who is this guy? What is about him? He said, We know, we are convinced that you are a teacher from God, for no one can do these things that you do unless God is with him. And Jesus said, What in verse 3? He said, Jesus answered to him and said, Most assuredly, I say unto you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. When you are born again, you begin to have a sight of the kingdom, you have access. But the ultimate destination is to inherit the kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so in verse 5, Jesus went ahead to say, this, when we become born again, is the beginning of the journey. We have access, but there's a journey. That song says, there is a race to be run. Do you know that song? That song?
2: Give me power every moment
0: to be true. Amen. See me through, there's a race to be run. So there's a journey. Hallelujah. In verse 5, he now said, verse 3 was, except you are born again, you cannot see. Verse 5 says, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter. That is inheriting it. Water and the Spirit talks about the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Amen. Amen. And then in... uh, 1 Corinthians 6-9, Peter, I mean, Apostle Paul alluded to this. When he said the unbelievers cannot inherit the kingdom, we are the ones that will inherit it. Do, do you not know that the, the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. So, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Who will inherit the kingdom of God? Is the children of God. Is anybody here inheriting the kingdom of God? That's where we are going to. And I believe God is speaking to us today because I was just listening to the songs. I I like to always key into songs and enter into the meaning because God speaks to me through songs. That's why I said he should be here because we are going now. He will want to say something. He will tell me through songs. It's when I'm singing, even me will understand what he's saying. We are soldiers marching. But when we're singing that song, I didn't see people marching. When we were growing up, we used to march it. Onward Christian soldiers marching us to Amen. That's the mentality we should have. Amen. So on this journey there will be opposition. That's why Apostle Paul said in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10, finally but then, be strong in the Lord. Put on what the whole armor of God. Armor is not a fashion uh, statement. What, what are armors for? war to wait them to prepare for war equipping for war put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wires of the devil the devil is very strategic we can call him a liar we can call him a loser but the devil is very strategic and the devil has power but God's power is bigger than the devil's power yes, because he go, go on in that scripture Ephesians chapter 6 go to verse 12 he said, Can we read this together, please? Just oblige me. Want you go. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power, against rulers
2: of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly
0: places. So there is a wrestling. There is a battle going on in the spirit. And we are spiritual beings. We are created to be inhabited by spirits. That's why it is dangerous. For you not to be filled with the spirit of God. Because if the spirit of God is not there, another spirit is there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's keep moving now. Romans 14, 17 says, now we are going deeper into the crux of the matter. In this kingdom, there is an operating system. I'm sure many of us operate computers here. I many of us love to have the Apple, especially Apple Pro. How many of you have Apple here? Or Apple iPhone, iWatch, or whatever they call it. Apple Watch, IDs, iDAT, iDIS. Uh, iPhones operate on what? The iOS. Is that correct? Yeah. Then you have Androids. Like me, I'm an Android. I'm Samsung. Anywhere Samsung. Is there any Samsung here? Yeah. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Give me high five. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> My wife and I were always battling Android pictures and iPhone pictures. And I say, iPhone pictures can't stand beside Android. <laughs> Somebody tell me something. Amen. Android is an operating system. iOS is an operating system. If you have an Apple Pro here, and the iOS is not downloaded, it won't work. Is that correct?
1: Correct.
0: If you have an uh, Android phone and the Android system is not there, it won't work. Correct. In the kingdom of God, there's an operating system. Yes, sir. And the operating system is embedded in this scripture we're looking at Romans 14, 17. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy, joy. in the it's Holy the Ghost. And this is what the devil attacks so the in time when we hear about oh, the devil attacking enemies we look at physical things we look at people, witches, wizards whatever, but this, are, this is the crux of the matter if you lose your identity as a Christian that you are righteous, I'm coming to that if you lose your peace and you lose your joy, you've lost everything your operating system is gone and then you can no longer fulfill God's purpose. And that's what the devil attacks. Hallelujah. I remember a song Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the King. Now listen, listen, listen. This is church. This is the house of God. In the presence of God, there's what? Come on, express it. Let's be on our feet. Look for seven people and tell them. Righteousness. Peace. Joy in the Holy Ghost. I said look for seven people. Righteousness. Peace and joy in the Holy
1: Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. Don't you wanna be a part of the kingdom? Don't you wanna be a part of the kingdom? Don't you wanna be a part of the kingdom? Come on everybody. Come on everybody. Don't you wanna be a part Hold
0: on sir. Hold on sir. Hold on sir. In the kingdom of God, we move in unity. Somebody say, we move. We move. I said, look for seven people. You can't look for seven people where you are standing. And ask them the question. Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Don't you want to be a
1: part of the kingdom? Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Come on. Come on, everybody. Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Don't you wanna be a part of the king? Come on. Righteousness. righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Everybody say, Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. Everybody say, Righteousness, peace, and joy. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom. Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Come on, everybody. Now, what do you say? I want to be a part of the kingdom. I want to be a part of the kingdom. I want to be a part of the kingdom. Come on, everybody.
0: Please be seated. Amen. So, righteousness, peace, and joy. What is righteousness? Righteousness is the state of being justified. Free of sin. And it's a gift from Jesus Christ. It's a gift from God. That based on what Jesus did for us, we are considered as though we had fulfilled the law. All the requirements of the law we are fulfilled because of Jesus. As long as you're in him. And that's why the Bible says, if any man be in Christ... What happens? He's a new creature. And then what? All things have passed away and all things have become new. That's righteousness. And it's a gift. It's imputed into us. We didn't do anything to deserve it. It's by mercy, by grace. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love, which he loved us, even when we we're dead in trespasses, made us alive with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit. Together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now listen to this. Very important from verse 7. We're on a journey and we're soldiers to win a battle for God, to bring out his glory. And so there's work to be done. In verse 7 to 10 it says that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. In this journey in the kingdom we need grace to do what we should do. To bring exceeding rich, riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Somebody say it's the gift of God. It's the gift of God. Not of works. No. Then in verse 10 he say we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I'm emphasizing the issue of walking. There's a journey we have to make. Yes, we know there's grace but we have a responsibility. Apart from the fact that we are uh, uh, in Christ Jesus, he has done all things for us, and that we are more than conquerors. For us to be more than conquerors, we must take responsibility. Christendom today, we have too many lazy people and uh, forgive me for this use of word, and a lot of Christians who want to be irresponsible. Pastor can't do everything for us. Prayer partners can't do everything for us. There are things that we must do. Because it's a choice. Oh, by the grace of God, in the redeemed Christian church of God, we're celebrating the year of Jubilee. But in that scripture, when the Lord spoke, he said, in time of Jubilee, in the year of Jubilee, debts are forgiven, slaves are set free. He said, but if a slave decides to stay where he wants to be, where he was, if a slave decides he wants to continue to be a slave, let him be. Have you seen that scripture before? So I know none of us wants to remain where we are. We want to move forward. Am I correct? So we must take responsibility as Christians, as disciples, righteousness. The first level, let me put it that way, of righteousness is imputed. It's a gift. We are just declared justified. You are declared discharged. God bless you. And acquitted. Even Whatever you committed, I don't care, but I discharge you. I May mean, the Lord help Nigeria. I know some people, uh, some, 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 some governors that stole money and they were convicted, sent to jail. Somebody woke up one day and said, I pardon you. I mean, why would we do that kind of rubbish? But let's just leave that. <laughs> let's just leave that. Amen. Praise the Lord. But then look at in, in Hebrews chapter 4, 15 and 16. Hebrews 4, 15 and 16. He says For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. That's the riches of grace I'm talking about. As we are going on, there are weaknesses, but he knows that we must reach a destination. So there is help. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. This high priest has been, he has worked the walk. Work. He has experienced the temptations. He has fought the battles. So when we are going through it, he knows that we need help. Hallelujah. Amen. Because he said, but was in all point tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help, to help in time of need. Hallelujah! Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So Jesus did everything for us. We are made righteous. That's the first level, first thing the devil will attack. Many Christians are not sure of their salvation. And once that is shaking, then every other thing is shaking. You want to pray, say you, you, how? You pray to who? And then you are discouraged. Say I'm a, I'm a bloody sinner. What, what am I praying for? I'm just too bad. Many years ago, around 2008, I believe between 2006 and 2010, in Nigeria where we had this problem in the Niger Delta area, problem of militancy, young men who went to militancy, doing all manner of things, killing people, attacking. And so God helped us. In our church, we he just moved us to start reaching out to them. So we went to their camp, spent a night, a weekend, trying to preach to them. And a 16 year old, a 19 year old boy was telling me, He said, At 16, I became a commander. He said, Pastor, I've killed you. Are you saying God can? This thing you are saying, is it possible? Say it's possible. The blood of Jesus cleanses and saves to the uttermost. It doesn't matter what you've done. He said, if any man, any man means any man, no matter what you've done. And God helped us to bring out some of those young men. Amen. So, don't doubt your righteousness. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. 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 Say to yourself, I am the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah that's why in 1 John chapter 2 because the Bible says once you are born again you are a child of God the sin nature is no longer yours it is not it's no longer natural to sin but if sin happens we can run to him but the stage we need to get to is if sin happens not when it happens let me tell somebody if not when because it's no longer your nature when sin was nature, it was when it happens. Okay, when it happened, but now it's if it shouldn't happen, but if so in first John chapter 2, verse 1, he said, My little children, these things are written to you so that you may not sin. He said, And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father Jesus Christ the righteous. Hallelujah. Let me run from there. As we continue in this journey, we must hold on to him. I said there's an operating system righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost the one that uh, how will I put it now the embodiment of this help we have of the of the of the uh, operating system is the holy spirit you can't do without him many christians once they become born again they do not hunger for the feeling of the holy ghost to succeed in this kingdom, we need the Holy Spirit. It is joy in the Holy Ghost, not any kind of joy. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. He's the one that helps us. He's our comforter. He's our teacher. And that's what the psalmist said in Psalm 23. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. Not a shepherd. You must take ownership of salvation. You must take ownership of your journey. And your journey is different from mine. So you can't work with somebody else's uh, road map. I'm wearing a wristwatch. Somehow, when I travel, I just like to leave my wristwatch in Nigerian time. So somebody will be sitting beside me and I'll be checking <laughs> my time. My time is saying, what time is it now? It's uh, about 4.25. 4. And then you're working with that. But the time here is what? <laughs> Level 25. You have your journey to to, to pursue. I have mine. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. No, keep listening. He's the one making me. Because I'm following him. Righteousness. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness. For his name's sake at that point, when we are walking the path of righteousness, for his name's sake, I'm walking with him. Is said, even though I now walk in the path of, in the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because he's with me. Amen. I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff will comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies you anoint my head with oil for my cup runs over. Even in the presence of enemies, a table is prepared and we will not fear to eat from that table because the Lord is with us. Your rod and your staff in the path of righteousness When you want to be disobedient, he will tap you small. I don't know how many of us read Open Heavens this morning. He will tap us, talking about chastising out of love. Some people are preaching hyper grace. You can get away with anything. That's, that's from the pit of hell. There's grace, but we must obey God. And so when we want to go outside, it will just tap. Are you seeing shepherds? How they control their sheep? Just a little tap. Come back here. Uh, Somebody was sharing a very deep experience. They went to uh, a park. Who was saying that thing? I will listen to that. Let me skip it because of time. So let's go to peace. Three levels of peace. There's peace with God. That is where we get righteousness. We've made peace with God because we're disobedient. We carry the sin of Adam. We're in rebellion. We had nature of sin. We have peace with God. Then there is peace from God. And there is the peace of God. Hallelujah. And the peace of God is the destination. That's where God wants us to be. Quickly, Romans chapter 5, verse 1 to 4. Time has a way of running. Old. Romans 5, 1 to 4. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. We are at peace with God. We are not quarrelling anymore. <laughs> Hallelujah! Some people like to quarrel with God because He appears not to be doing what they want. But you, it, you have no—it's ch- too late. You can't quarrel with Him again. <laughs> Hallelujah! We have peace with God. We have peace from God peace from God is the one he gives to us by his mercy and grace. How many of us know that when you have correct information about a situation or you have a forecast for example and you already know what's going to happen, there's a kind of way you are just at peace. Is that correct? You're not just just bothered because you already know this is what's going to happen. You know the end. Amen. Amen. You know that there's going to be rain today for about 30 minutes. By 5 o'clock there'll be no rain. You know. So when the clouds begin to gather, you know that, okay, it's going to rain. You're not panicking. When the Bible says he will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory, you know that I have access to God's supplies. So when things appear not to be working the way they should, I'm not bothered. But then, that knowledge, not all of us have reached the ultimate, which is the truth. There are facts and there is the truth. Jesus is the truth. Everything about him and the kingdom is the truth. While we are on our way to that destination of knowing the truth, there are some errors we make. There are some things that come to shake us a little that want to attack our peace. Remember I said the the devil will attack righteousness, he will attack peace, and he will attack joy. When we are on the way and it comes to attack these things, God now brings peace from God. You don't yet know the whole truth to make you at peace, but God sends help. Am I making sense? That's peace from God. And then peace of God is that now you are there. God has helped us. We're at a place where we trust him. Believing God is different from trusting God. Anybody, even demons believe God. You know that. Oh, That's why they obey. That's why they obey. One day we're casting out, we're praying for somebody many years ago. And um, some we was were just praying and some spirit was speaking through somebody and we're like, get out of her. And it was like, where should I go? They only operate by commands and instructions. They, they obey. But trusting God means even if it does not look like it, mm. I remain there. Job said, I, he said, even if he slay me, <laughs> hallelujah, mm. I know my redeemer I know my redeemer
1: all of creation
2: testifies. His life
1: within me cries. I know my redeemer
0: So in John chapter 8, verse 31, Jesus, I mean, 31 to 32, from 29, Jesus was given a very deep key that most Christians seem to just gloss over. He said, he who sent me has not left me. Brethren, the presence of God is important. Bible says, Joseph was in prison, but God was with him. And because of that, he found favor. Daniel was in a strange land. God was with him. He found favor. Anywhere you took Joseph to, he found favor because God was with him. Jesus said, the one who sent me has not left me because I do those things that please him. Then in verse 31, he you now said, if you continue in my word, somebody said the word, then are you my disciples indeed. How many disciples are here? Uh, raise your hand now. Even if I fit. <laughs> if you are, if you have not been following him in the word, just make up your mind that today I will be following the word of God. Christi- look, you can't do without the word of God. That's the food we eat. That song says, um,
1: This is my daily bread Your very word Your very word Spoken to me Spoken to me And I I, I'm desperate for you
0: Without you. I'm lost without you then are ye my disciples indeed verse 32 and ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free many people say it set you free even some bible translations. but this is it it makes not set it makes you because even if you have locked up this freedom and liberty we are talking about is here it's in your mind The stronghold we talk about are in the mind. That's why the Bible says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing. And what renews our mind is the word of God. So when the mind is renewed, you are free. No matter what anybody is saying, this is the peace of God. We are at a place where we just have peace in him. We just trust in him. My trust is in you. My trust is in you. My trust is in you. I put it on you. That's where Jesus was when he was in a boat. And the storm came. And it was blowing, billowing, everything doing as if they was scattered. And the disciples went, Jesus, where are you? The Bible said he was sleeping. Hallelujah. That the Jew was telling us one time he was traveling. And the pilot told them, we are facing a serious turbulence and we are, not be, we are not going to be able to land. And he wanted to panic and he prayed and the Lord told him, why are you making a force? When Jesus was in the storm, what did he do? He said, he, slept. he said, my friend, go and sleep. And he closed his eyes and before he knew it. Hallelujah. When they called Jesus, what did he do? He spoke, peace, be still. He even rebuked them. Oh, ye of little faith, how long will I bear with you? Told the disciples, by now you should know. And that is where some of us are. In the kingdom, we are not growing as disciples. We are not taking responsibility. So we are see crying to pastor, crying to uh, mommy pastor, crying to uh, prayer leader. And God is saying, how long? Now you have two, three years as a believer. How long? Because we don't know. Again, we sang about the promises this morning. Our beloved sister who was praying talked about the promises of God. You must understand who you are and what due to you. The daughters of Zelophehad, what she said, I was laughing, is one of my favorite scriptures I love. Because you can enforce things in prayer. That's what we're talking about. This evening. We'll soon get there because we're going to pray. Amen. You can enforce things in prayer. And draw resources from heaven because resources are available, but many of us are not doing that. Hallelujah! So the peace of God, Christ was there. He was not shaking. He was not doing anything. He was not panicking. He just spoke. And it is that peace that helps us to glory even in tribulation. Sometimes when tri- God allows certain trials, so you can build your spiritual muscle. You can't continue to be a weakling. Yesterday, we were looking at some pictures at home. Don't be embarrassed, son. We are looking at my son's picture many years ago. Like five years ago. And it was like that. And now today, he's a regular man in the gym. When he, when I saw him when I first came this year, I was like, boy, what happened to you? Big chest, standing. Because in the gym, he's pumping. That is how you as a Christian should be pumping in the place of prayer. In the place of fellowship and worship. That the devil now begins to run from you. Before you used to hide behind pastor when the devil is coming. But now, when the devil is coming, you say, My friend, what how, can I help you? This is the Holy Ghost zone. What are you doing here? In the name of Jesus, not, I, I get out of this place. And he will flee. When Jesus confronted the devil in the wilderness, he didn't pray. Oh. I always tell believers, He did not pray. The, the muscle was there. He told him, Do you not know what is written concerning me? When the devil the devil now that, oh, so you know the scripture. When he said, "Turn stone to bread." He said, "Don't you know it is written? Thou shalt not eat by live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord.'" The devil now said, "Oh, so you know the scripture?" He said, "Okay, now." The Bible also says that God will give angels charge of you, so even if you jump from this mountain, your leg will not break. As, as Jesus said, "Ah, uh-uh. ah, it is written now, thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God." Then devil came again and said, "Okay, now, okay, don't worry. You'll see all these things. I will give it to you if you can just bow to him." Jesus said, "Ah, uh-uh. ah, it is written." Thou shall not bow down to any God. At that point, he gave up. And he told him, get thee behind me, Satan. Can somebody say boldly, get thee behind me, get behind me, Satan. Amen. Then quickly let me run to joy. Joy also has three levels. There's the joy of salvation. When we give our life to Christ. That was what Psalms were writing in Psalm 51. Take not from me the joy, restore to me the joy of salvation. After he had sinned, There's a joy of salvation. There's a joy we get when we begin to... There's a joy as the fruit of the Spirit. This is a function of growth as we continue to grow. Remember we said there's a journey. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. And the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace. Joy, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. So, a fruit of the Spirit. Another level of joy we have. And then we have joy from revelation knowledge, from knowing the truth, like I said before. Brethren, you must do everything not to lose your joy. When the devil attacks your joy, you're about to lose everything. But when he takes away joy, depression comes. Just yesterday, we're seeing a very sad news from Nigeria. A young man that appeared to be doing well just did a video asked his wife to forgive him and he killed himself. We just saw that yesterday. Depression is from the pit of hell. The devil has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus has come to give life. So when he steals joy, brethren, joy is not dependent on what we have or what we see. It's dependent on what we know. (laughs) What do you know? I am who, uh, what that song again? I know who God says I am, what he says I have. Where he says I'm at, I know who I am. I know who God says I, he where, says he says I where, where he says I am. Where he says i I know who I
1: am. I'm walking in power. I'm, I'm, walk in in power. power.
0: I'm, I'm walking in truth. I'm in life of faith. Amen. When this attack comes, you begin to speak what you know. Begin to say who you are and what God has done for you. And then now coming to where we are going to stand up and pray now then you have the fullness of joy I said joy of salvation joy from the fruit of the spirit joy from revelation knowledge and then the fullness of joy that guarantees and that comes through prayer Jesus said 16 John 16 24 until now you have asked nothing in my name ask and you will receive that your joy may be full amen Romans 8, 31, 32. Romans 8, 31, 32 says, What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Nobody except you. If you refuse to take responsibility, you're against yourself. I can buy you a car. Which car do you like? Which car do you like? Tesla. Oh. Oh. I've been looking at those Teslas, yo. And those cars are smooth. So, you want a Tesla. I can buy you a Tesla. Put it here. And say, my sister, what's your name? Sister Pearl, this is for you. And I give you the key. And you are dancing around it. You said, please, I need you're praying to God. I want a Tesla to go down to Montreal. And I gave you a Tesla and the key. And you are dancing around it. Oh, Father, thank you. And I'm supposed, you're supposed to have an appointment in Montreal. Monday morning, 9 a.m you don't charge it, you don't start it. i are just dancing. I have Tesla. I have Tesla. Then your appointment will come and go and you will see here. So you have to collect that key. Charge your Tesla and start it and drive. Amen. Amen. That's what we must do. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation or distress? Or persecution or famine? For He said, it is written for thy sake we are killed all day long. And we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors. In verse thirty-two, if we go back up, he said, "He that spared not his own son, but delivered him out for us, how shall he not also freely give us?" How many things? Oh, Let's stand on our feet. We're going to pray. In Acts chapter twelve, we see what I want to use as a case study for us to pray this morning. Apostle Peter was in a place where, kind of where I'm discussing, Born again, a disciple, he had the peace of God. He was fulfilling God's purpose. And then the enemy came because the church was growing and Peter was the arrowhead. To discourage the church, the enemy came and arrested Peter and put him in jail. And they put him Gave him a death sentence. Herod had set his sentence and said, Tomorrow, Monday, Peter will be executed. And this night, the Bible said, Peter was sleeping. How? <laughs> he was sleeping. He wasn't bothered. Don't Peace of God. If I perish, I perish. Apostle, Peter, Apostle Paul said, If I die, to me it is gain. If I lose, if, I mean, if I live, it is Christ. So choose anyone. I heard the story of a man, and robber stopped him, and they were going to kill him. And he said, Your life or your money. He said, Whichever one. I don't have money. He said, we'll take your life. He said, Ah, I don't have life again. I'm already dead. I gave that life to Jesus. Amen. Amen. So Peter was there sleeping. Let's look at it from verse 5 quickly. Verse 5. Peter, can we read this together? I want to go. what happened? When Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping. Let me tell your neighbor, go and sleep and rest. Stop troubling yourself. But when you sleep here, you wake. You awake in the place of prayer. He was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers. The guards before the door were keeping, just keep going. Time is going and rushing now. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him and a light shone. I pray in the name of Jesus, whatever represents darkness in your life. Let there be light today in the name of Jesus. When light came, darkness bowed. The chains fell. The doors opened. He told Peter, get up now. Responsibility again. Let me tell your neighbour responsibility. He said, put you put on your, me have come. The chains are fallen. You carry your coat and wait. And then follow me. And then they began to go the bible says, the first guard door opened the second one opened and then they got to the iron gate just be going as i'm talking because of time they got to the iron gate of the city the gate opened by himself i pray in the name of jesus that the gate of this land will open unto you oh even though he was out of prison there was an iron gate leading to the city where he had work to do, purpose to fulfill, I pray in the name of Jesus that iron gate of this city, of this land of Canada, open to you in the name of Jesus. Then look at what happened. The Bible says Peter thought he was dreaming when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion. Well, I dream that dream. In this season of jubilee, the Lord will turn again every captivity that has bothered you in Jesus' name. When that gate opened, the almost said the angel followed him to only one street and left him. It was his responsibility to find his way home. Amen. Are you ready to pray? Just begin to thank God for these provisions, these heavenly provisions. Because now we're going to draw in five minutes. We're going to draw from him in five minutes. Oh, what is challenging your peace? What is challenging your joy, begin to come against them in the name of Jesus, Father. I know you have given me peace, I have the peace of God, I have righteousness, I have joy. Whatever is challenging my peace and joy, arise, oh Lord. Ah, in the name of Jesus, send help in Jesus' name. We pray. Oh, you can pray better in Jesus' name. We pray. We want to pray for your prayer life. Because that is our ATM card for drawing resources. Amen. That's our ATM card for drawing resources. By prayer. Say, Father. On this day, by your mercy, release fresh fire of my prayer life. Go ahead and begin to pray. Everything that made me fall asleep. Lord, help me to wake up in the place of prayer. Help me to wake up in the place of prayer. Help me to wake up in the place of prayer. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. We want to encapsulate the remaining prayer points into one or two. In just asking God for help. Amen. In First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 22, the Bible was talking about David. David was running from Saul. David had a prophecy over his life that he would be a king and that he would rule. But too many troubles. Saul, who was supposed to be like a father to him, was pursuing him. I mean, everything was just not right. But look at what the Bible says. Everybody, let's read. Want to go? Can I, please, can I stop you? We're going to read it again like soldiers. Because in the next five minutes, we're at warfare. In fact, we've already entered warfare. Can we read like soldiers? Want to go? For at that time, they came to David. Every day they came to help David. I decree from today, help us, we locate you. Amen. Open your mouth and begin to pray and say, Father, on a daily basis, let help us locate me. Whatever is attacking my joy, my peace, righteousness in my life. Send help to me, O Lord, on a daily basis. In Jesus' name, we pray. You're going to pray and say, Father, 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 cause my joy to overflow. Go ahead and make it to pray. Whatever has blocked the well of joy in my life, unblock it. Unblock it. Let the well, the river of joy flow again in my life. Every spirit of depression out of my life and family. Every spirit of heaviness away from me. In Jesus' name we pray. One more prayer point before I pray and round up. Many people have good intentions. They want to do certain things. Some of us even know the will of God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. But you hear somebody saying, "Though I want to do this thing, but my hands are tied. And that was what Herod wanted to do to Peter. Peter had work to do for God, but he wanted to tie his hands and take his life. But God sent help. So we're going to pray. When I talk about my hand tied, I'm not talking about physical tie. You know, I'm sure you know. It can be tied spiritually in the place of prayer. It can be tied spiritually in the place of you used to receive dreams from God. Revelation used to come. But now, there's blankness. Nothing. You are just like groping in the dark. Financially, your hands can be tied. Whatever is your case, open your heart to him now and your mouth and shout, Father. Father. Whatever is tying my hand, from fulfilling your purpose and enforcing your will here on earth Lord send help untie that hand I am free for it is written whosoever the son set free he is free indeed I am free my hands are free spiritually I am free financially I am free Maritally, I am free in the name of Jesus in Jesus name we pray in Jesus name we pray Finally, before I hand over the microphone, are you here this morning? You want to reestablish your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? You see, this kingdom is a kingdom of relationship. And that is what the occultists try to copy. They say, What is yours is mine. What is, what is, what is mine is yours. I, will, I mean your brother will help you. They stole it from they, they copied it from Christianity. Jesus has shed his blood. The Bible says in him we have an inheritance. Like you saw in that Ephesians chapter 2, he said, While we are dead in our sins, God, who is rich in his mercy, made us alive with Christ and raised us up to sit in heavenly places with Christ. But if you think, first of all, you have not accepted the life of Jesus. What I'm talking about, being in Jesus, being in Christ, is not about coming to church. The Bible says with our hearts, we believe unto righteousness and with our mouth, we do what? Confess to salvation. If you have not asked Jesus to come into your life and you give your life to him, I encourage you this morning. And then if you are here, you know that you've just been lukewarm. And Jesus said, if you are neither hot or cold, I will spew you out. Your relationship is cold. How can a Christian wake up and not pray? And I'm not talking about five minutes prayer. You can spend time with your lover, the one who loves your soul. To study, to pray with him. For those who are about to get married, many of us are married, some of us may be in relationships, you want to talk to your fiancé as several times as possible. Is that correct? On a day. How come you say you love Jesus, you don't talk to him? How can you wake up from your bed, the first thing you reach out for is your phone. Check messages, and then you go on your day. The devil already has you. So this morning, you want to reestablish your relationship. Nothing to be shy about. It's your life or you want to start afresh, I want to surrender my life to Jesus, as we take this song, wherever you are, you raise your hand and I will pray with you. If I can ask that we even just close our eyes and bow our heads so we don't, someone doesn't feel too shy, but it shouldn't be necessary. As we take this song, you want to reestablish your relationship with Jesus Christ. Start all over again, just lift your hand up and uh, the Lord will see you. And that song says, uh, Draw, draw me close to you,
1: never let me go, I lay it all down again, to hear you say that I'm your friend. You are my desire, no one else will do,
0: nothing else can take your place, nothing else,
1: nothing else can take your place, for me to feel the warmth of your embrace, to feel the warmth of your embrace. Help me find a way, help me find a way, bring me back to you.
0: For those who have taken that decision, talk to Him, Lord. I surrender all to You. I lay it all down again. Have mercy on me. I accept You into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Make me a new creature. Let all things pass away, and let all things become new. And so, Father, I pray for all these Your children, everyone in this house starting with those who have taken a decision today, Lord. you said, if anyone comes to you, you will not in any way cast them away. Establish them in this kingdom, in the kingdom of God, in the name of Jesus. And for every other person, dear Holy Spirit, afresh. Afresh. Holy Ghost, fall afresh. Fall afresh. For we need you. Oh, just pastor, let me borrow two minutes. Afresh. Just lift your hands to him. Lift your hands to him. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, fill me afresh.
1: Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Tell him, break me, break me. Mold me, mold. Feel me, me feel. And use me, Lord. Use spirit of, spirit of, oh, 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 the living Lord, God, fall afresh on me. Fill my cup, Lord. I live it up, Lord. Come, Come and quench. Bread of heaven, heaven. fill me, fill me still, I will no more, fill my cup, fill it up,
0: and make me yours. So shall it be, in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. In this journey, you will make it to the end you will not fall by the wayside as it is written you are more than conquerors. Every attack of the enemy against your peace, against your joy, I command them to an end today in the name of Jesus. Father in this season of jubilee, restore peace. In that marriage, restore peace. In that business, restore peace. In that prayer life, restore peace. Amen. Restore joy. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. Blessed be your holy name. For in Jesus' name we have prayed.
1: Amen. Somebody shout hallelujah. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to today's word, and we believe you have been blessed. For further information, please visit our website at www.throneofgracecanada.ca or send us an email to infothroneofgracecanada.ca. The word works. Throne of Grace. Transforming lives, establishing His kingdom.